Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And on today's special episode, I welcome back Coach Thomas DeLauer for part two of our interview, where we talk about the power of giving, how to visit the future and bring it back, and ultimately how we've all got to be better men now. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. But the point is, is that that discipline is, is very powerful. And there's something that someone said to me that is very, that was very powerful and sticks with me. I said, Thomas, you're such a driven person, but I want you to stop being driven and I want you to drive yourself. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, okay. That sit, that sunk in. And that was, that, that was just Thomas, you need to be, you need to drive yourself. You need to get in the, the driver's seat and drive and drive where you want to go. Right now, you are very driven, but you're being driven. Stop getting in the Uber and get in the driver's seat. Like, stop. Yeah. Like that. Stop being driven and drive yourself. So if you listen to the whole podcast, you can just take that and like go right now. Stop being driven and drive yourself. I mean, that's the story of, that was definitely my story and definitely the story of so many top performers, like high, high performing sales executives, right? You're totally, you, you're known. I mean, it's even part of your identity. Like that's the driven guy, right? He's going to go crush it. He's going to go. Uh, he's going to go take down the number and all that. And he's driven to go do it, but he's absolutely, you're driven along this, this pathway that forces you to lose sight of everything else in pursuit of that. And you are no longer driving yourself. You're letting that drive you. And so along this way, you, I'd have interest to say one of the main things you lose the ability to have is presence. And to me, that's one of the things that keeps coming up again and again in this podcast is, is just how much of a weapon presence is in every aspect of life. I mean, you put one sales guy, you put the guy that's driven sales guy versus the guy that's driving himself. And in that meeting with a client, which one can bring presence and can actually hold the frame, not react, connect, all of those things play into how a sales conversation works. That energy comes along, but it also goes right into, like you alluded to, your moments with your wife, moments with your children. And <clears throat> it really comes back to that willingness to say, I'm going to, I'm going to be here now. Yeah, it's going to be right here now and choose. And then there's, that's where the choice is, the choice between the happiness or pleasure or joy and intentionally select those things. But if you're not present, you're going to default to pleasure and happiness every single time. Precisely. It's, 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 uh, and you know what else is pleasure? You know, doing a line of cocaine, right? It's the same thing. Like you just, you're, and you're in the thick of it. So you don't realize there's a problem. You just go in for the fix. It's so wild. I mean, this is, I'm speaking not as a holier than thou kind of approach. This is just shit that's happened to me. Right. So it's the way that I, the way that I see it. And another analogy, when you look at the whole drive yourself versus being driven, if you are being driven, if you're in the backseat of an Uber and a semi-truck comes barreling towards you, you're going to react in a really bad way because you can't control it. Someone else is driving you, but you're driven. You're still getting to your destination. But if you're in that same situation and you are behind the wheel and you know in your own confidence because you are secure with yourself that you can get out of the way of that semi, you're going to react in a much better way. So when you look at the two people that are in that that meeting that, that in a sales situation, the person that is being driven, if they get thrown from their trajectory with any curveball, they're going to get thrown off of their track. They're like a train 
derailed and then they self-destruct, they short circuit. They don't know what to do because then they, they freak out. Those are the guys and the gals that just, that overreact. They get the text message, they get the email that comes in and it just, it didn't go the way they planned. So they freak and then they're stressed out and they're high strung and their traps are tight and their upper back is tight and can't sleep and, you know, commence vicious circle. But the guy that's driving himself says, oh, okay, there's an issue, swerve, boom, you know, right back. It's, and, you know, then to, uh, to quote, um, it was an Enzo Ferrari, um, was, uh, there was, there's a, did you ever read the book, the art of art of racing in the rain? No, I haven't. It's an amazing book. Anyway, the common theme of that book is the cars goes where your eyes go. And it was just like, it was, you know, you don't stare at the, if you're driving on an S curve and you're staring at the horizon, your car is going to go to the horizon. If you stare off to the side, you just look, you look right in front of you, but you keep, you glance and you visit the future and you see where things are coming so that you can handle them. And, but you're looking directly ahead. You're right there in the moment and that's it. And so you the car goes where your eyes go. And the point is, it's just like, if your attention starts going to numbers and numbers, numbers, that's where your car is going to go. That's where your body's going to go. So it's, you know, there, there's a lot of different analogies that you can break down. And when you put them into tangible form like that, it just makes so much sense. It's like, why are we living life the way we're living it? It's- well, then, then the other side of that coaches is, is that it takes work to live the opposite way, right? It takes, it takes work because the default is never going to be, always default into presence, always default into joy, always default into selecting joy, always default into looking towards the, uh, you know, a higher calling. The default is, is the other. I mean, the world pulls you. It's a gravitational pull of no, 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 no. Stay confused, stay asleep, (laughs) stay sedated, stay fat, stay inflamed, stay chasing the number and don't look down the road because if you look down the road and you're on that path, it is a, it is a crash and burn situation. That's what I saw two years ago. I saw myself, if I continued on that same path, same behavior, same patterns, 10 years in the, in the future, I was 60, 70 pounds overweight, no relationship with my children, divorced, like a disaster, addicted to things. I saw that vision when I looked down the road and that's when I knew I had to, I had to change. For yourself, I mean, it takes this, um, this huge amount of work to to live this way and to operate this way. But so there's got to be a why, like a, like a why to do this. And so for you, coach, can you share, I mean, like what, what comes to mind whenever you're thinking about like, why do I do all this? Why do I work so hard to live this way versus the other? What, what's in that yeah, for you? It's interesting. It's something I think about a lot is sort of the existential crisis that I've even had over the past couple of years, you know, as like I had success in business early on, I had, you know, before even in this world. And, you know, now I have a couple successful businesses and I still, I still ask myself that, you know, I still ask myself like, what is the drive that, or what should I say? What is what gets me in the driver's seat, right? Like what, why do I do this? I think part of me, I truly do have, I, I'm doing what I love. I, I am chasing a passion. That sounds so cliche. Now, even within that passion, I fall victim to to the grind. Sometimes you, it's very difficult to avoid, but when you do something that you truly feel like you're, you're adding value and you're doing something, it, it does feel good. And I used to think that it was cheesy when people would say, Oh, it feels so good to give. I don't think that there's anything more powerful 
or anything that feels better than giving. Like, honestly, like, and it's the only, it's the root of everything when it comes down to it. Like everything is just about giving. If you cannot give, what is the point? Otherwise we are self-serving. That's understandable. We're surviving, but like giving is kind of the next level up and it's so hard to even put into words. So when I find that through giving with my content or whatever I can do, just wear my heart on my sleeve, pour it all out as much as I can be vulnerable, just be my fucking self. It's, it just works. It just feels good. And it gives me that drive. Now there was a, there was a call to action earlier in my life that was like, okay, Thomas, if you continue down this path, similar to you, like you're not going to have a family, you're not going to have any of this. You have to, there has to be a change, but there wasn't this big profound aha moment. It was being present and just saying, wait a minute, like, this isn't how I want to be. Like, who am I? This is just, isn't me. And it kind of leads me to like, we're, we're always going to have different layers of existential crises. Like it's just, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like, um, you know, I'm not, I'm still young. I'm 31. Like, but I, people have told me and therapists have told me, because yes, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I, I go to therapy when I need it. I'm proud of, because I feel like if I, I, if I'm not my best self, I can't be the best for other people. And periods, like sometimes another opinion of that, you know, I have deep conversations with my wife on these things. And the point is, is every once in a while, you need to make sure you do something that is you. And that's what I say. I said, do you. So for right now, like right now, like I was texting with you over the weekend, like I decided that I wanted to learn to fly a helicopter. I wanted to get my helicopter pilot's license. Why? Because I realized that if I'm not looking after myself and doing something that is out of that rut, I'm going to convince myself that I love, that I just love business. And I talked to so many guys like, what do you, I love business. I love making money. Do you really? Seriously? Like if you had other options, like do you, or have you just been doing this so long that pleasure and joy have just melded? Because I'm pretty sure that if you had the option, you wouldn't be wanting to get on that plane right now to go close that deal. I'm pretty darn sure that you'd rather be flying a helicopter, or I'm pretty sure you'd rather be kicking a soccer ball with your kiddo. I'm pretty damn sure, but you, you're going to convince yourself. No, I get, I get my rocks off on this. I like it. So it's less about a call to action and more about just being friggin' true to yourself, taking a step back. But Brian, you and I both know how hard that is when you're in the thick of it. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes down to back, you know, circles back around to this daily commitment back to, and it starts with your body. It really does. It really, I think that's really where the whole thing begins is that it is in the place where you sub are subjugating your body, both in terms of your fitness and your fuel and how you're treating that, what your, your vessel, if you will, which, it, which can be an anchor or it can be a weapon. Yeah. And you have to decide which one it's going to be. But in that place of turning it into a weapon, what actually also opens up is that, that, that the channels of the, of the receivers open up in, in terms of like you can hear what's going on in the, in the divine world better. Um, there's more, there's signals always being broadcast, just a matter of whether we're open to hearing it or not. And I believe that's what is coming up. Like when you mentioned like, Hey, I just feel this compulsion to learn helicopters. I'm not sure why I'm just that there's something there. and I'm going to go chase that down. And that's a pattern that you've, you've been one of those folks that's, that's had those things come up and then acted on them. Um, And that's, that's one of the things that I think so many times so many people are struggling with that piece of their life, which is they know there's some things that they're being called to do, but they're not doing them for whatever reason. But a lot of, and they look at it and it looks like Mount Everest trying to climb it, but it really could start with something as simple as I'm just going to get up in the morning and I'm going to do 10 minutes of something 
I'm going to do 10 burpees, yeah. uh, 10 push-ups. It could be something so simple, but it's just simply that you're going to say, I'm in charge. I'm not going to be driven by 50 emails first thing in the morning. Yeah. I'm going to be, drive myself to 50 push-ups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's about visiting, uh, setting visiting hours for those kinds of things so that you are in control. Those, those emails, you, you set visiting hours for you to control those emails. That way you're in control. And the framework of how you look at those emails, the framework of everything just changes totally. Rather than you being consumed and reactive, you're driving. This is something that you're doing and you're tackling this and you're owning it. And that's just all there is to it. It's just you are making the decision. And the same kind of thing with living in anxiety with the fear of what's going to happen in business. Is this deal going to close? Is it not going to close? Is waiting for the other shoe to drop? Um, you know, common theme with salespeople, make good money, but is this money going to last? Am I going to continue to, uh, okay. And then you have, again, the existential realization that I'm working so hard to make this money, but shoot, if I stop this effort for a little bit, I won't be making this kind of money. So you just push harder. So what does that mean? That means more caffeine. That means more drugs. That means whatever. That means more alcohol to bring you down. It's a vicious circle. And it's all simply because you can't, you're not in control. You're, you're letting that control you. It's so, and that's another thing that I've learned is you visit the future and you bring it back. You visit the future and you bring it back. Otherwise you are living in that future all the time. You're just living there. You're living there. You're driving down the road and you're like, you don't even realize you're driving because you're thinking about the next deal closing. And come on guys, like everyone listening is like, you know, this is true. Like it's so true because you are living in, in your home with your family and you're like 60% there because 40% of you are still thinking about closing the deal. And it's just, and I've been there, like I totally have been there. And it's, but now it's like, I've learned I'm in control. The future is important. I do have to forecast. I do have to pay attention to that, but I also can't control it. You know, for me, you know, God has a plan for me. I, I, I can't control that. But what I can do is I can control when I look at the future and what I visit. And so I take vacations to the future and I grab things and I bring them back to the present. And then I deal with them at the appropriate time. That's, that's how you be present. You can't be we all can't be the Dalai Lama. We all can't be Buddha and, and meditate all the time. We, we just can't, but we can live in a state where we are in control and that it's as close to a consistent state of meditation that we can be in. Yeah, that's so, that's so powerful. I mean, that is one of those things, uh, visit the future and bring it back to the present and then be present. That is, uh, that's something I've been tuning into to recently more and more and more is just that there is this future. There are these, there are these future potentials of ourselves and I, I believe that there's, there's something there where, where there's this signal coming back. I mean, you and I kind of tossed this around a little bit with quantum mechanics. I yeah. may get way, out, way outside of the normal realms of this podcast, but there's something out there. And I, I believe that I've seen, I, I, had a, I saw the, the potential future version of myself that was burning stuff down, divorce, a disaster, yeah. no relationship. I saw that one potentiality. And then I've, I've had the, the, the opportunity to, in meditation and in prayer to see this other version, this version that I'm currently chasing, to say he's, he's, he's out there, he's with his family, there are certain qualities of the way he looks, the way he operates, and I'm, I gave myself the, the permission to actually see what that vision looked like for myself and my family. Yeah. And I, that, that vision is what I'm currently chasing. Yeah. And and I, and I believe, but I believe most people don't give themselves the space or, or permission to actually say, what is a vision for myself, my family? And so what happens is people will drift through life and they end up somewhere as opposed to going somewhere. Yeah. So and, true. Uh, 
and that's that's a, I think that's one of the one of the again come come back to this this topic is that your body is one of those vectors of how do you stay close to what that call is well it is treating your body like a temple make turning it from what potentially could be an anchor into a weapon and one that is set to serve serve yourself serve your family and then once you've got that on point you can actually move to a place where you're actually serving others because you've got the capacity to do that Totally. And coach, I mean, you do this every single day. I mean, every week, I mean, just if we talk kind of one other piece of this, which I just find is, is astounding is that, I mean, you're, if you go and check out coach Thomas's stuff on YouTube and other places around the web, I mean, it is a massive trove of content and lessons and knowledge. I mean, literally, if you wanted to learn everything about this topic, I mean, you could just, you could just go back to his back catalog and just find just, I'm still doing, I, I can, I can, I can be in the middle of a workout and have a question and Google up uh, Coach Thomas on YouTube and then there's a there's a video. But you produce a tremendous amount. I mean, you're a producer of at, at like one of the highest levels. How would you say? I mean, for you personally, how do you align the volume of your production and what you're doing with your family and with your family time? I mean, I know that's something you guard very closely, and you got a new little one and you've been with your wife for a long time and she's a key partner in your game. Can you talk a little bit about what, how the family powers your business? Yeah. Um, it sounds so simple, but it, it really comes down to priorities. If business, like you really, it's, this is, it sounds so unbelievably generic, but when you actually drill down into what a priority is, it's actually pretty deep, pretty deep stuff. And it's like, you have to look at your core values and what is, what is your priority? You know, if my priority is my family, like we have, as men, we get wrapped up in the fact that we're, we're making a living, we're making money for our family. We're doing this. This is how we provide. Like guys, I'm sorry, but we're not in the forties and fifties anymore. Like we are different men now. And we have, we, we digress for one second and I'll come back. I had a realization not that long ago where it was like, we cannot take the, benefits, I'm going to call them benefits of living in the 50s and 60s, 40s, 50s and 60s, where men just work hard and women are barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. We can't take that benefit where we can just cash that in and say like, nope, we work. We, we come home. We're just, it's our time. We can't cash in that benefit while also simultaneously cashing in the benefit of today's technological advances. That's BS. That's messed up. That's taking advantage of everyone around us. We can't be the men that go to work, work hard, but then come home and not be with our families when we have the ability to have technology that allows us to have more flexibility and be very deliberate with our time and very deliberate with our family. Like, so first of all, like, do you want to be, do you want to live in the 50s and 60s? Do you want to live back then? I mean, that's, that's, that's fine if you do, but stay there then. You don't take advantage of all the stuff that's modern today because we've evolved, we're growing, and the modern man is not a day laborer that's just like going to the, the steel mill. I mean, I'm sure there are people, but the fact is, it's like that's, that, was the, that was the norm, right? And, or you have the ability to come home and be with your family in a different way. And even if you're working a 40-hour work week and it's normal, like you have the ability to come home and be with your family. So do that. So I remind myself of that. My priority is my family. And that's what drives me to set my business up in such a way where I can spend more time with my family. So it allows me to get in that driver's seat and I know where I'm going and I drive it that way because my priority just simply is my family. I have been in multitude of situations where business has become my priority because it just happens. You just... What you do more of 
ends up becoming who you are. Do more of your family. Or if you can't do more of your family from a time perspective, do more with your family from an energy perspective. It's always going to grow where you water it. So that's just my priority. Now, I mean, when it comes down to creating tons and tons of content, I just have a plan. I just have a, I have a, I have a mission and I set a time. You know, I, I batch shoot my content usually over one or two days. And it's clear and defined. It's in my calendar in terms of like, that is what that time is for. Uh, but it's also not so important that if I have to just scrap it one day because I need to be at my uh, kid's doctor's appointment, you know, I will. It's that is my priority, um, and it allows me to have passion to do what I do because I know that I'm not sacrificing anything else. I'm just, I'm just doing it, and I, I love it. But I'm also, um, you know, one of my faults at the same time as a as a key part of who I am and why I think I'm successful is the fact that yes, I am the kind of person that can be very one track minded. And what that means is when it comes down to that point in time, that's just what I'm focused on. That's just what I do. Um, so I wish I had like a super concrete answer, but you know, you do have to work hard, but you can also work hard in a way where it translates into working hard in other verticals of your life. Yeah. I think what you said there is that we're, we've got to be different men now, right? That, yeah, totally. That's like, and, and you, you talked about, it's not about like this story that so many men, I definitely, I did like, oh, you know, it's, and it's the story of so many salespeople, uh, salesmen, like they're, you know, they're out there. And I'm doing, I got to go get this deal for the family so yeah. that we can have this or have that. And it becomes this idea of, well, and it's a story, right? That we're all taught as kids that as a man, our family is our responsibility. And I would say that one of the revelations that I received about a year and a half ago was that, you know what? Actually, our family isn't our responsibility. Our family is our gift. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. a, it's a divine gift. And so the minute we think of something and frame it as a responsibility, it's almost like a rucksack we're carrying around on our back. Oh, I love that. Carrying yeah. versus a gift that we're holding out in our hands. And what I would have the listeners consider is that the God gives us our family, not because he needs us for anything. He doesn't need us. He can take care of us, our family without us. He gives it to us specifically, I believe he gives a, gives a man, a family to expand our capacity to hear him. Yeah. And, and it's, and that's, and it's, it's in the interactions with, I mean, there's so many lessons obviously that I think just aren't available until you have that opportunity to be in relationship, have children, but certainly my children, you know, deliver revelations to me all the time as I know yours is, you know, it's just, it's just there. Right. And you only get it if you're, if you're combining all these things and being present in those moments and listening. but when it's framed like that, I found that that drive of not trying to do something because my family, you know, needs this stuff, but doing, but going out there to hunt, going out there into business, going out there to produce with the knowledge that um, my family is on point, I put them first. I'm bringing that energy into my sales conversations. I'm bringing that energy into my production. And that energy in the marketplace is a, is a rare commodity. Yeah because most people are bringing the opposite. And so you just show up, you're, if you're the man that has, has put his family first and treated it like a gift, not a responsibility he's got to do because it begrudgingly take care of, but one, and, and that's serving his ego, but one that you've said, this is my gift, this is my power, and I'm bringing that into, I'm linking that up to my production, then production just happens. Yeah. Just happens. Exactly right. Exactly. And, you know, it's, and I want to, sort of uh, 
you know, lead to something that I would be like, you know, what I would consider a powerful ending to this. And that's the fact that no matter what and who you are, action precedes motivation. So everything we've talked about today, action precedes motivation. And that is a, to sound totally nerdy, that is a scientific fact. That is, that is a physiological like truth. Action, your brain wires where it fires. They say that for a reason. I'm told all these cheesy things, right? But your brain, your brain does wire where it fires and action literally does precede motivation. If you, so when, when you have that slight calling again, I'm going to use the helicopter pilot's license as a perfect example. I went to Catalina Island with my, my wife and baby for my birthday back in the early part of May. And we took a helicopter there. That was part of the gift. It was like, okay, let's get there fast. And I knew in that moment flying, I was like, all my thoughts of business, everything went away because I was in the air. I was just like, wow, holy, holy crap, the 15 minute flight. And I didn't think anything about business like for 15 minutes. That's sometimes that's hard to do. I got to reel myself in. Right. And then uh, that was like where it was just like, that is God was telling me right then and there, like by giving me that divine peace that I needed, it's like, I've got to act on this. And if I don't act on this, I am, I'm, I'm giving him the middle finger. <laughs> like, that's that's me that's me saying me say screw you that's messed up i'm not going to do that first of all i'm not that kind of person but second of all i know this was something so what did i i mean literally when we got to catalina i booked my first pause i was like i, I need to fly i need to do this and at, that action has preceded now i'm motivated before i was kind of just i need to make a change but that action now i'm motivated and having something extracurricular in my life has been exactly what I needed to give me a new unbound joy that I didn't have before. So to all the guys out there, do something for yourself. And it doesn't mean go buy a Porsche. It doesn't mean go buy a Ferrari because a lot of you guys can. And trust me, I've had that itch too. There's a GT3 that's parked down at the Porsche dealership that sure has been calling my name, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want that. I don't, that's, that's pleasure. So yeah. find what's going to make you happy and go just do it. That's what really going to make you happy and just act on it and the rest will follow. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's, that follows one, something we've also talked about in here is that the, in the action always precedes God's promise, yeah. right? God doesn't deliver the promise first and then, okay, here, because otherwise there would be no, no, uh, there would be no need for faith. Yeah. Exactly. There'd be, yeah. no, there'd be no need for faith. But if you could see the path exactly in front of you and it's all totally clear and here's the path and there's, you know, all, all your dreams come true, just walk this way, there would be no, no opportunity, opportunity for us to act in faith. And I believe that coach, you're, you're a man that like has done that time and time again, and your results are showing what it looks like to be a man that walks in faith and alignment to his, what he hears, what his calling is and his calling ultimately to serve. And, um, you know, coach, you like, you've been a tremendous inspiration for me longer than we've known each other. You were serving me before we knew each other. And, uh, as a, as a personal, uh, coach and client, uh, you've done tremendous things with me. I've never been as a, in as good a shape physically or look the way I do right now. Um, in my life, even when I was playing rugby at a high level, I never looked the way I do. And I, and I attribute, um, so much of it to the guidance and coaching that you've been, been able to give me over the last six months. So I so much gratitude for you and just what you brought to the world and continue to bring the world on your mission. So thank you for that. Can you maybe share with uh, just the listeners where they can find you and where they can connect with you online? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the simplest place is, is honestly on YouTube. I, I never, uh, I never like to drive people to 
land that isn't mine, so to speak, because I don't own YouTube. And the first rule of business is don't build a business on someone else's land, but I have <laughs> built a lot of business on YouTube. But I think that's where the where people can get the most value, honestly. That's where people are going to see a lot of good information. So I direct them to YouTube. Uh, ThomasDelauer.com is, is always a, a simple place. Um, PuraThrive.com, P-U-R-A-T-H-R-I-V-E. Uh, it's a company I've been an owner in for a couple of years. Uh, got yeah. a couple of interesting patents there. Save those for maybe a different discussion. But yeah, there's some interesting products there. If people you know are interested in something more tangible, you can check that stuff. Yeah, they work. I I I, I drop some of that uh, that wonderful orange stuff into my Topo Chico on a fairly daily basis. <laughs> nice. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's good stuff. So uh, yeah, we'll put a link for those uh, those in the in the show show notes. But uh, coach, I can't thank you enough. I know you're a super busy guy, but you took time out today to once again give. Um, to me, to the listeners of this podcast, and to some, you know, to other people that will find this, who knows, years down the road. So thank awesome. you so much, Coach. I really appreciate you and, and honor you for what you do. Uh, likewise, man. It's all it's all about having just good people in your life. It doesn't, you know, that, that's all. Everything's about that. So. Yeah. Well, good to run with you, brother. I look forward to continuing that. Maybe we can have you back sometime. Yeah, sounds good, brother. Thanks. All right, everybody, this is Brian Q. Davis uh, signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.